Um, Jesus, we just thank you for this amazing opportunity we have to gather today on New Year's Eve, to reflect on this past year, to uh, be inspired for the one in front of us. We just ask that through today's teaching, our discussion, our discussion, our time of introspection, that each of us just feels closer to one another, closer to you, that we um, really hear this morning just what's stirring on the inside of ourselves to be able to put a foot forward and find some inspiration for 2018. We thank you for this right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Welcome to Bloom. There's we had a couple new faces this morning. I never know what to expect on this state because we have people out of town traveling. It's freezing outside. My car was not happy with me. My girls were not happy with me. It was a rough, my feet were freezing morning. But today we're doing things a little bit different. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach for, I'm guessing, 20 minutes. I want to dialogue about that together, what we think, our thoughts on it which is normal. We'll go to communion, which is even pretty normal. I got Jared playing a song for us uh, to kind of lead us into that. But then we're going to do something different since it's the kind of a turn of a new year. We're going to have a time of introspection. And so Jared's going to play some, what did you call it? Tasty background riffs? <laughs> yeah, treats. While we, um, well, we got a couple questions I want us to think over. Um, I'm not a, I've never done this. I've kind of wanted to do it for like eight years and we've never done it. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to wing it. And so we may even have the slightest amount of discussion after each of the four questions to see where you're at. Uh, then we'll do some announcements. Uh, we don't have formal worship or anything like that today, but we'll still go into our prayer circles and send us on our way. Um, but let's just, I'll just get started a little bit here and then I'll, I'll fill you in on what's going on. So, uh, this um, introspection time of year is really fascinating for me. I really actually love the season, this ye- the year coming to an end and the new one starting. Um, I've been a part of spiritual communities that had uh, an even more introspective gathering where there were questions asked, uh, but most of it was goal setting. Let's set some goals for the next year. I used to be... I'm a list person. Let's just start there. Like, I like my lists. And I've got, like, lists of lists and then, like, coordinated lists. And thank God for technology because the neurosis of my, my lists and idea, like, idea boards and all that kind of stuff for where I'm going. And it kind of manages it all together. But for the longest time, goals were my jam, except they made me miserable. Like, it, they really did. Like, um, and then you read articles on it, and the percentage of us that actually hit these New Year's resolutions or goals are slim to none. And so it's, uh, for many of us, I don't know if you can relate, but it's this time of year where we, we put upheaval in our normal day-to-day. We find a rhythm and all of a sudden, I'm changing everything January 1st. And whether it's new health choices or diet or exercise or I'm going to get rid of stress or I'm going to try to have better friendships or I'm going to set my boss straight or whatever the heck, all the resolutions or goals or things, we, we upheaval and we see this, this tick of progress and then the descending spiral of doom where you're all like, oh God, it already ended. I, I only made it fill in the blank days or weeks if you're really lucky. 
months for those few of us who I think could do that. Ryan, I'm pretty sure, could hold the longest. Maybe six months I give you on resolutions. And then the summer just throws us off and he's done. But I don't know what it is and I don't know that. But the last two years, and we've done it as a community the last two years too, is talked more of having inspired, guiding words for the year. Looking inside, finding one to three words that help orient where we're headed the next year. What's going on in our life? Um, something we want to cultivate, something we want to let guide us over this next year. Uh, something that's stirring on the inside of us. Uh, for me this year, um, I've spent the last week really thinking and pondering, although I didn't even really need it, it probably just came to, it was these almost right away, these three words, with maybe it started another three beyond that, and I narrow it down to the ones that really resonated. But mine, I have three words that guide me each year, and this year, it's the word simple and peaceful and focus. And they're, they're, they mean something different to me than you probably get from just reading them. Um, there's, there's something about it. There's a contentment even behind this. There is the speed to life, the attention I want to give to the things that matter most to me that resonate in these words. But they, they're not just, I'm analytical and nerdy. These aren't just thought of in the air and I deciphered down all the words that could be and be like, these ones make the most sense or rationally where I want to go. No, these things came from the deepest pit of the inside of me that said, this is where we're going this year. Something's going on. This is what you need to listen to. And so I've got, uh, I've, you know, uh, I suggested for the last several weeks bringing a notebook with me, with you today. If you didn't, um, I'm going to hand out some paper here. There are, you're going to have to, I just realized I didn't get pens as well. So you're going to have to walk to the back. Give me one of these though. Um, and get a pen if you need it or ask your neighbor with a purse if they've got a pen that you can borrow. Uh, but if you have a piece of paper, fold it in half, uh, if you need to write on something, we've got a few books at the back. Or you can even grab a sign-up sheet clipboard. I really don't care today because I want this to be something we're doing. But definitely at least get a piece of paper and a pen. Uh, I don't think you'll need more space than one sheet for what we're doing. Uh, but I want you to be able to actively participate, even in the teaching, as, we're, as, I'm, as I'm talking, as we're dialoguing and discussing, as we're going through this, if words come to mind... Or even small phrases. I know some friends I know that do this. It might be a two-word thing, like um, pure simplicity or something that sounds fluffier. Or because it, maybe they need that extra definition. But I wouldn't go beyond two words for each of your one to three. But anyway, jot down some ideas. Start with your front page being just like an ideation board, where it's just you've got a spot where you're just throwing down ideas of stuff that seems important to you. Um, don't feel bad as it's going. Still try to pay attention. This isn't, we'll have time to really go over this later. But if, if something comes to mind, just throw it down there quick. If it connects to another word, draw a line to it. Maybe there's one of those, or maybe you'll come up with something better. But we're going to, as we're talking, I want, if something stands out to you, for you to jot it down and have a part of this. Something that's really special about about this is it's coming off the Advent season too. And we've spent these the last four Sundays, minus Christmas Eve since we didn't meet, talking about 
Advent being this stirring anticipation of seeing more hope, seeing more uh, of God, of divine, in our lives coming through us and even in our communities around us. We're, we want to hope to see more of that. I want to be love and light and a hug and embrace that is, is like God is hugging someone myself when I'm hanging around with people. I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want to see more of that. And we spent this Advent season stirring that up and, and going so it can take us this next year. And we see this verse in Romans. He says, hope will never fail to satisfy our deepest need because the Holy Spirit that was given to us has flooded our hearts with God's love. Today, a big portion of this day is going to be spent listening to the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us. The divine that lives in us. Jesus, if we look at the scriptures, said it's better that I go because I'm going to send my spirit into the hearts of each and every one of you. And it will be better. He even says you'll be able to do greater things than I was even able to do. And so he sends his spirit into us and do we trust that? Do we go there? Is there something there? We see the followers of Jesus wrestle with this all through the New Testament, being like, man, the, even when we're talking about grace, we're a grace community. It's not about trying to perform to some set standards that we're, we're, we're putting ourselves in the boundaries. It's looking to the inside and saying, what is the Spirit of God saying on the inside of me? What is resonating in me? There's verses that talk about you don't won't even need to teach each other what's important because my Spirit will be in there and it will be... It will be sharing all my truths. It will be sharing the law of love. It will be pouring into them. And so we have this Holy Spirit on the inside of us that's doing all this. And it's so interesting because it really seems like goal setting is this old school way of doing things where we put ourselves in this rigid system. And I'm not saying if you're, if you're into goal setting, best to you. Actually, if you're really into goal setting, I contemplate maybe even putting it down for a year and trying it out. Because it's what it took for me to find a different way, to find the release of that. And I found more success and more movement towards where I was going by. Instead of analyzing goals, and if for goals to work, they have to have parameters and an end date, and you need to be able to measure them. And we've heard all the motivational speakers talk about this stuff. But how is this any different than the rigid list of commands that we find in Scripture that says they even empowered... The, these commands, they were so rigid that they, they set ourselves against it. They stirred up the things we didn't want to. They set us up for failure. And all it did was remind us that we weren't good enough, is what Hebrew says about these lists of demands. And so I hear from so many people that their goals end up just reminding them every day how they're just missing it instead of making it. And then there's the fact that some of these goals are not coming from their inside. They're coming from society. They're coming from your workplace. They're coming from some weird sense of where you think you want to be, this image of yourself that you have in your mind, that it might be the true you. But did you go on the inside? Was this from you? Or is this an image we're trying to put out there? And so if we've got goals that are, we're setting that are for someone else and they're not coming from the truest part of us, that the divine on the inside of us, and we really, I mean, the chances of making it really are slim to nothing. John 14, 26, it says, The Father is sending the great helper, the Holy Spirit of my name, to teach you everything and to remind you all that I've said. There's so much of the scriptures that talk about this interaction with God's Spirit or thinking that God's going to show up in this 
audible clear voice or in a thunderstorm or in the wind and it ends up being this still small voice on the inside that's whispering, that's pursuing us, that's helping us, that's leading us, that's guiding us. If we're willing to listen, it says it'll teach us all things. It will remind us of everything that God is whispering to us or has already whispered to humanity throughout the centuries. In John 16, 13 through 15, it says, This spirit of truth will come and will guide us in all truth. He will not speak his own words to us. He will speak what he hears, revealing to you the things that come and bringing glory to me. The spirit has unlimited access to me. And this is Jesus saying this here to all that Jesus possesses and knows, just as everything the Father has is mine. This is the reason that I'm confident that he will care for my own and reveal a path to you. And this revealing a path to you, this I'm trusting in our prayer this morning is that as we're discussing and as we're teaching and as we're dialoguing, that the Holy Spirit on the inside of you reveals something. That we'll be able to disseminate it down to one to three short words or phrases that will be able to guide us this next year, that will take us somewhere that we want to go, that will empower us in these things. Inspired words, we're calling these inspired, guided words. And the word inspired means in spirit. It's where it comes from. It's the two words made together. If we get into our spirit, if we trust the Holy Spirit in us, it's, we're going to find something today. We're going to mine something, a, a, a frequency that's vibrating on the inside of you right now. Something that just wants to come out that says, this needs to be followed, this needs to be seen, this is what's happening in your life right now. Guiding words should be on the positive of what we want to add, what we want to create, what we want to see in our life, not the negative. Not, it shouldn't be the less, uh, although it might point to the less. There's things in mind like the word simple, like obviously I'm trying to distill the most important things in my life. Obviously I'm trying to get rid of the clutter, the busyness, the t- and so the, it, it speaks to a less, but it's, it's, I'm looking for more simplicity. I'm looking for an addition this is something positive that I'm chasing after. Uh, negative energy is attached to these less words sometimes. And not that we don't reflect on them. And actually, there's a possibility in our questions so that you, you, you might be able to answer something you need to see less of in your life. But for these guiding principles, these ones that we're going to hold on to, these ones that we're looking in our spirit for today, it's look for the positive. Because they open us up to possibility. And sometimes I get the feeling in my way too many years of goal setting, that it's such a restrictive, narrow-oriented path that if I really don't have all the answers to what the future looks like, and to be honest, as much as I'd like to think I'm a gypsy that can read the future and that's just got all the answers, because I'm such a holy person, you know, just know what's going on, I don't. And it really just, the fluidity is lost. The moment you hit that obstacle, the moment things don't look exactly like you're, and do I... Spend a week then rewriting all my goals and finding out, or do I trust that the Holy Spirit on the inside of me has led me to certain phrases, certain words that are guiding me this year? And as I think about these things, as I'm reminded of them, as I see them, and I open my medicine cabinet, or if I've got them in my pocket on a piece of paper that I pull out, or these little surprises that we're going to set into our life to find these words again, it, it steers me back to it, and I see more of these things. There's even that phrase in Habakkuk 
where he says, write the vision down, make it clear so that anyone who reads it may run. There, there's these portions of Scripture where it says, I, there is something we're looking to. This isn't just erasing all where we want to go, but are we trusting? Is it coming from the inside of us, or is this just some calculated thought pattern that you've got, or is this society telling you what you need to look like, or your mom or dad, or I don't know what. Like, Are we trusting that God is leading us somewhere, that, that there is a path that he's leading us on. Um, here's what I think we should look at or how to go about doing this today. I, I find three because I just can't do one. I tried doing one a couple times. Uh, three seems to be my jam. I wouldn't go over three I wouldn't go less than one because that's nothing. One to three words we're looking for. In 2016, this was the first year I did it. It was mindfulness and positivity and justice. And I can't tell you how many times I even spent journaling throughout that year what those words meant to me or even opened me up to that I didn't realize at the beginning. I'd be like, man, there's, there's that word again. Some of them I was actually a little even annoyed in the past. Like, Why is this my word? Like, I really don't want this to be. One of my three, but I just couldn't set it down. There was just, my pen just couldn't cross out. It just, stuff just kept pointing to one. Last year it was generous, intentional, and harmony. And this year, again, it's simple, peaceful focus. Let them come from the inside of you, from your spirit, from what's going on. Ask God for help. We're going to take communion together today after discussion. And this is going to be this moment of inviting God in. Truly saying, this needs to come from you. I need, I'm requesting your help. I'm inviting you to be a part of this journey with me. If we quiet our mind enough to listen to your gut, to your spirit, that something in the inside of you, it's going to tell you exactly which words can give you and inspire just a fruitful next year, that something beautiful comes out of it. Now again, we're not talking about drastic changes. Most of the stuff we talk to that I see with God, it's these 1% changes. These 1% nudges that yes, it might seem small today, but 365 days later, that little 1% change, we're going in a completely different direction and it's opened us up to more things. For those of you who your life is go, 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 it seems busy, crazy, fast. Maybe simplicity is the right word for this next year or something that resonates with that. Not this is the sole purpose of doing less, but for the sake of enjoying what God has put in front of you, what you have right now, so you don't look back and regret missing so many beautiful opportunities that were in front of you. Or maybe some of you, you're in a season where you've been a little critical on yourself, and so maybe a word or a hyphenated word like self-compassion And maybe you could just use compassion because maybe it needs to be external, but maybe to you, you know that part of that word compassion is self-compassion because you've been just shaming yourself and beating yourself up. And this is the opposite of what we want. This is maybe what goals have produced in the past, but we don't want to be there. We want to remind ourselves that the fragility, the human nature that we have come from dust, this is what makes us beautiful. This is... This is why we cling to God. This is why His Spirit's on the inside of us. This is what makes us relatable to the person sitting next to us or our neighbor or our coworker that we're with. It's not our everything that we do right. It is these 
little flaws or these things that we can't just get right. Humanity, do we trust that God thinks that we're beautiful just the way they are, that he made us this way, that maybe even those little ticks that annoy the crap out of you, maybe that was part of your makeup. Maybe you don't realize the strength and not being completely perfect all the time, what it adds to you, what it brings to your story, that you're one of a kind, that no one else is like you, and that you just need to simply do the best that you can. Maybe you're someone who clams up, who doesn't like to share, who doesn't like to, to be a part of something more, and so maybe vulnerable is your word this next year, or something like it, that revealing more to your, of yourself to those around you, those you love, but maybe even those who you want to open your life up to more. You don't know if you love them. You don't even know if they're your enemy yet. There's just, I don't know. And maybe you're the one who needs to take, take that first step and be vulnerable and share something about yourself or share your life or share a meal, open them into your home or share an idea that might help their career. But it's that something that's going to remind yourself to stay open amidst whatever hardship comes, whatever you usually get nervous about, and embrace all that's good, every moment that comes, every opportunity that God graces across your step. Maybe peace or peaceful or peaceful focus is something you need. Just living out life on a day-to-day basis and really finding What is there to celebrate in this moment? Where can I be the hands and feet of Jesus? Where can I be present and not just let months go by and be like, holy cow, we're December 31st today. Like, I I just was celebrating, maybe Jeremiah was just celebrating his birthday in his mind yesterday and his birthday is the third, right? Coming up. Maybe 362 days just, it's wow, here I am again. And when you have babies at home, kids, like, they even say, like, I, I think it's like the first four years they call, like, the dark years because your memory, you only even retain 10 to 20% of normal life memory because it just, there's a flurry. Kids are excited one moment and then they stub their toe and then they've found something new to turn into an instrument that was precious to you and who knows what. And there we find ourselves, it's December 31st again and we're going into something else. And again, this is not to beat ourselves up for where we weren't, but it's like, I love looking back in this last year and saying, how did generos- this word generous, intentional harmony, what did that do for me this last year? Where did I go? Where did that percentage, what did that look like? Where did it show up? Interesting, some of the ways I didn't even realize in the moment until this, taking a, uh, this uh, review of the year, and you're like, oh, it did show up more than I realized. It was there. This must have come from the inside of me. If you've got FOMO, fear of missing out, this peaceful focus, living in the present, something like this is so important because it releases you to love people without coveting what they have, what they're doing, what their lifestyle is. You can trust that they're enjoying the moment and you don't have to be a part of every person's moment to be able to enjoy what's going on in your life. You don't have to be jealous of their circumstances. You can be content and happy right where you're at. The next thing we want to think about is keeping this stuff where you can see it. Like when we are done today, when you come up with your three words, and you're going to come up with one to three today before we even leave. That's why I was like, too many times I've talked about this and then sent you on your way and we're like, okay, go do this. No, when we leave today, it's not even that you're going to have a list of five and you'll be like, I'm going to distill that down later. 
you're going to have one to three when you walk out the door today. It's happening. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to share your favorite one. At Maybe we'll do it right after we take that part. Maybe we'll do it in prayer circles at the end. But be ready to share something, one of your words. You don't even have to just give a definition, but, but that open up to those with you. We're in this together. We're doing this together. I think there's something about us being in one mindset, the energy that comes from all of us searching and praying and looking for this together. Now, a tattoo might be too much because, again, we're renewing these every year. Um, if you did this with us last year, uh, I have had friends that do this that one of the words is stuck and carried over into a second year. And don't resist that. Don't be like, that was last year's word. I can't let that again. If it's still, if there's something about it that you can't let go of, take it with you again. Maybe that word still needs to guide more and needs to be with you more. Uh, but write it where you can see it. Make it the lock screen on your phone. If you don't have good handwriting, find a friend who's artistic and ask them to write out those three words and take a picture of it or scan it in or um, I'm lazy so I take packing tape and put it over like a piece of paper so that it can stay in my pocket and won't get destroyed and something, it'll be there when I touch it, I can feel it, it reminds me, but put it in more than one spot so it will surprise you. Uh, Amy and Mia have this weird ritual of hiding this little snowman figurine before, what was it before the snowman? There was another thing. It was a shark, and then it was that old man's face, right, that you used to scare each other with. It started out being a bad joke and then turned into something funnier. But they will take turns hiding this snowman figurine, shark, whatever it ends up being. And then the other person finds it like, oh, that's funny. It reminds them of each other. Then they, in turn, hide it somewhere where the person will. It'll just surprise them sometime. Maybe someone in your life would be like, take my little list and put it somewhere where I'm going to find it. Maybe it'll be in your pocket. Maybe it'll be in your suitcase if you're going traveling. Maybe it'll be whatever. But maybe we enlist help of those around us to remind us of these words. Maybe we uh, tape it to the inside yeah, of your medicine cabinet or your pantry or um, in the pocket of a coat that is a season away. So when you get to it, you're like, oh, there it is again. And there's my words. Or I've set a reminder on your phone. I don't know. But in the midst of ordinary places, find little ways to surprise yourself and remind yourself of what these things are and what's going on. Pay attention when we get to the point of sharing and write down someone else's word and check back with them in a month or two months or six months. Be like, I remember you shared that your word this year was going to be harmony. How's that been? You will see a, a, something change on their face as they remember that moment of coming inside and finding that word and where it's taken them. And it'll bring you into such interesting conversation. Um, when making decisions this next year, if you're having a hard time, ask yourself, does this line up with my guiding words this year, with my inspired words? Or is this something completely different? Is it, am I off track? Does this not make sense? Or does this resonate with this? It might be able to help you out it really gets us past that fear of missing out decision-making or ego-based decision-making and be like, is this what I'm focusing on this year? Is this what's guiding me? Is this what came from the Holy Spirit of God to guide me? Most importantly, we've got to remember that this isn't a gamble, that there's no right or wrong, that there's no way to screw this up. And be like, oh, it was supposed to be harmony and I've been doing such a bad job. There's no, it's been guiding you all along, even 
We even trust subconsciously. You don't even realize the impact the words had on you already. There's no measurement of what harmony needed to look like by the end. It's just what you were supposed to follow. There's no beating ourselves up. There's no pass or fail. It's just these little nudges to enhance each day, to steer us a little differently, to bring us towards what we trust, a path that God is leading us down. As a community, we definitely do this together. You can see it even in our approach to ministry, the embrace Jesus, embrace people or each other, embrace community, that we try to keep it to something simple to guide us and that these can take many forms, but yet it comes back to this God loves me. He's embracing me. I I love the word embrace because it's two-way. You have to go on it. But I also spent time thinking of beyond. These are just our approach always that we've had as ministry. And what might be guiding principles for Bloom this next year? As a community, we're not just in this alone. We're, We're a church together. There's something about us together. And so these are the words, and they are too. You'll notice this. I couldn't decipher it down to single words. Uh because there's more of us grabbing this. But these are the words that seem to st- stand out to me. The first one actually came from Katrina. She has been studying us for years for her doctorate on ways communities are doing things different. And she says this is one of the most, um, the more inspirational times in our communities when she sees us exercising this radical hospitality. And really, if we want to be closer to the church, this is something we need to embody and own and be a part of. And so the three that really stood out to me were radical hospitality, embraced differences. Again, that two-way word that says, I'm going to look at your differences and I'm not just going to be like, oh, I accept that. I'm going to be like, how can I contribute to that? What do I maybe need to learn from you? It's that embrace of it. Embrace is, is there's a hug, there's an intimacy. There's like, I'm just not saying like, yeah, I'm in a community of people who are different than me. No, what do I have to learn from that difference I have with TJ or with Akua? What do I, what can I bring to her? What can I... How am I supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus in her life? And that really brings us to that Jesus incarnated. We really are, we trust that we're the hands and feet of Jesus. And if it's a church that we just show up and attend, and we trust that Luke or whoever the volunteer that morning, that person is going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, then we're in trouble. We're in trouble if at least 50% of us are not showing up on a Sunday morning and be like, how can I be the hands and feet of Jesus to someone, a stranger, someone I love, someone that's annoying me, the person sitting next to me, my spouse? How can I be Jesus to someone this morning? Maybe it's a listening ear, maybe it's a hug, maybe it's a bringing up someone's prayer request from the week before. Maybe it's just we're running out of coffee cups and so you give them the last cup. I don't know. But it's that coming in in the sense of we're in this together to be Jesus. Not I'm coming looking for a little inspiration, showing up at a church, listening to some speech and going home. We are embracing and incarnating the divine himself. Uh, I would love to know where you need help personally on these words. I actually, you should write these down on your list if you haven't. At least if you consider Bloom your community. To think about as well. Because beyond your three words, these are ones that I want us to be reminded of and to think through this next year. And if something, if, if one sucks or is hard for you or one resonates that you want to do more of and you just don't know how, talk to me about it. Let me know how I can help. Let me know. Or maybe it isn't even me. Maybe there's someone else in the room. Let's use each other. Let's go towards this together. As you're writing that down, um, I think this is it, so I'm going to pray. And I want to go into a little bit of discussion before we go into the time of introspection then. Jesus, I just thank you for the opportunity we have to together look on the inside, look to your spirit that resides on the inside of us, to find 
guiding words, inspired words that are going to help steer and lead us this next year. They give us a glimpse of something that we can follow after. And we just thank you that as we dialogue about how this works or it's hard or whatever things that we've done in the past, that again, it just brings each of us closer to this place of finding these guiding words for this next year that You'd give each of us the courage to be vulnerable to say something that might be hard or something that's been helpful and to not think that any thought or question is too silly or too stupid to share with this group, this family that we have together. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen.